0: to ask for the dad's corner if, if which question we were going to go with um, if you could create or remove a section of your DNA as a gift to your kids what would it be and I kind of wanted that to be a play on uh, your superhero power right hmm. perhaps okay Uh, Just in a varying question. I always
1: like talking about DNA and genetics. It's something that fascinates me. So we can go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Uh, I do like the other one, though. At what age do you have deeper conversations with your kids? Yeah. Because I started way too young, I think. So I can go that direct. We can go with both of them. You want want to try both? Yeah, because I've got a pretty good story about uh, how I talk to my kids about ghosts and spirits at way too young of an age.
2: (laughs) oh, oh. Okay. Going to bring in some nightmares.
1: Ooh, yeah, right. my wife was like, "You're going to absolutely destroy our children's uh, capacity to have faith in anything <laughs> uh, after that conversation." But I was just trying to be honest with them, you know. God, like, uh, where does honesty? At what age are you honest with your kids? <laughs> you know, <laughs> when do you, when do you introduce
0: honesty to your kids? Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> God, that could be an entire episode. I think I'm going to actually add that one to Potentials. That's pretty deep. I think, deep. I that think that it is. is. It yeah. Is. Uh, what? At what age? Yeah,
1: little Johnny, you are a little bitch. You know, when do you <laughs> oh, say
0: that? <laughs> age do you.
1: What, was was it? At what age do you, what? Introduce you...
0: Honesty. Oh, yeah. introduce I mean cuz we're supposed to be honest with them but like real honesty I guess. Blunt, yeah, real honesty. blunt like, honesty.
1: If they start yes, asking you yes. like who are you going to vote for or do you yes, believe in ghosts yes. or do you believe in aliens like at what age is it okay to be like okay, I'm going to let crazy out of the box right now. The two like you, you know, you that's, know, that's my money. Are, like like you exactly. That's uh you're you're opening Pandora's box. That's really what Pandora's box represents is the honesty that you Portray to other people, and then they get to see your certain brand of crazy.
0: Do you? Is there a specific engineer you wanted to go with? Network
1: engineer or just engineer altogether? Just network engineer. Yeah, that's, yep. that's okay. Network network, engineer. Engineer. network. Did you do the the? I didn't look. Did you do the network question? Network engineer gamer.
2: Oh, I, I saw something like
0: that. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, yeah. I put that one in there. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, a
1: Oh, Good. yeah. So that was mainly just a short question just to make both of you laugh. I'm not a network engineer, uh, but I knew you guys would get a kick out of it. And maybe you'd have something to say in response. Oh, yes. OK. All right. Uh, so we have Bravado Spice. I've done very minor networking in my IT career, you know, That's just great. cable drops and setting up some uh, Wi-Fi routers and crap like that. But okay. you guys have that experience on a much broader leg- uh, level. Gee.
2: Sometimes it's the smallest things that get you, though. I was having problems today with uh, a couple disconnects. I'm like, hopefully it doesn't happen during the call. But so far, so far, so good.
1: It's probably a bad UPS. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let
1: me tell the missus.
2: Need to buy a new one. New UPS.
1: You got to have redundancy, man. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. All right. So I have uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bravado Spice and h-t-o
1: so i'll do burrado spice after he's done and then you'll do h-t-o yeah yeah okay. i'm doing disco uh, mode do we almost sound like we know what we're doing like Just, i don't shit. know That's nine good. episodes in we finally are trying to get our act together uh, actually <laughs> this is gonna be 12. oh is this 12. Yep. yep someday um, somebody's gonna pick us up and we're gonna be like uh levi strauss jeans you know right True. Where... Those checks just flying in.
0: Yeah. Send them send them to Mother Russia for sixty dollars a pair. Oh man,
1: if you don't break out Vlad a little bit in this con in this time, I'm I'm starting to try and learn how to do Russian accent, but I'm not there yet. So <laughs> okay, at some point okay. we'll be able to banter back and forth because I think that's about <clears throat> you added, but I'm not ready yet because yes. I sound like a hick. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Russian hick.
0: How do so, you pronounce your last name dude? um uh,
2: Alisea, Alisea. Alicea. Okay. Yeah. Dave. I am used to it okay. being chopped up any which way, but Alisea. What
1: What are the origins? Are you Filipino? What is What What oh, is that?
2: Pu- Puerto Rican and Dominican. So oh, okay. Lot.
1: Same I, thing. I, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> say, uh,
2: the Caribbean. Just a little more Spanish
1: influence. It's fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, though. This is true.
1: Okay. How come I can't out. find Chihuahua cheese anywhere in Houston? Like I want to make, I want to make like yeah.
0: What do you mean Chihuahua cheese?
1: What do you mean? What do you mean? Have you never had Chihuahua cheese? Like cheese, cheese from Coahuila? No, that's
2: Chihuahua. That's the that's the, the name, name, of, that Chihuahua. That's the name no, of the No,
0: no, no. I was just making sure he wasn't trying to be stupid. No, no. It's
1: <laughs> it's my favorite cheese. oh especially good. Oh, yeah. and, in uh you know in all, all the all the Mexican dishes and Tex-Mex dishes and shit I'd put it in my pho I don't care it's so good because it's nice and salty do you put cheese in pho? no but I would do that I would have get, you ever had I asadero cheese? no I'll find ah, you asadero a
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. Asadero.
2: Cheese.
0: yeah man okay I, cool
2: I, man right. now I'm hungry
0: all right, all right, man, I just wolfed down some pizza. Right. Today's pizza night for us. I had some Pad
2: Thai earlier, so I'm good. Ooh. I stopped by McDonald's, man, lazy bums. Ooh. You know, the
1: only thing I can eat from McDonald's is their original McChicken sandwich that's on the dollar menu, and then their fries. Right. I can't eat anything else from McDonald's, but they're, when I'm out hunting or fishing and, yeah. I, and there's nothing else out in a rural town, I'll stop by and get their McChicken, just their straight McChicken sandwich, because their new chicken sandwiches suck. Right. I didn't the know they had. one's not I- bad. Well, it's not bad. bad. But their their standard meat chicken sandwich which is literally like this big. Um I'll get two of those and I will just house it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it's a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a dollar. Yeah, you can't beat can't that. Can
1: get any better than that? Yeah, you can't beat that. Can beat that.
0: Okay. All right. So we have our topics, word of the day, discomode.
1: So do you do you live where do you live,
2: bud I am right outside of Chicago. I'm in Romeoville. So probably okay, 40 minutes so from Chicago.
1: We're going to have to, uh, Frank, we're going to have to bring in Chicago for a little bit. That's Since, <laughs> since I I lived in Hoffman Estates and Wheeling for uh-huh. five years. I, so mean, I lived need- in
2: Chicago all my life. I moved out here about five years ago.
1: You don't really have much of the Chicago accent. Where did you? Where did you? Where were you well, before Chicago? Born and, born and raised
2: in Chicago. Born and raised in Chicago. You don't I sound just, like
1: my Skokie buddies, man. The you bears. Like what am I sp- supposed to sound
2: like? What the is, bears. I, I know, right?
1: Like, well, it's the like bears. I, I, I worked there in, um, <laughs> in uh, I worked in. I worked at the Apple Store in Evanston, and uh, we had a guy. Uh, his name was Bob, but if you asked him, "What's your name?" Bab. Well, Look, his name's Bab.
2: outside the, the, the best. South-
1: <laughs> you know all right all right and, and then, you, we gotta, then we gotta we got to talk feet. about hold before on we got to, i need to find out uh your opinion of chicago pizza and portillo oh. yes okay so yes. if we're gonna if we're gonna have a chicago native on yes i've got to have him school me on my improper thoughts because i have my own thoughts about chicago pizza everyone I can't does. wait to hear this i cannot wait right, you're I'm gonna, gonna hate it, throw it, in hate it. A, <laughs> i'm gonna throw it all in all at topic Chicago pizza. Chicago some sausage. And and then we have to find out if you're a Cubs, and don't tell me now, I want this to be live. Uh, you're going to have to find out if you're a Cubs or a Sox fan. Okay. So just uh, put a pin in that. That has to be part of the conversation. We'll reel that back in.
0: All yes. right. So we're going to start off, once I kick it off, you're going to start off with um, da, 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 today's word of the day, right? Mr. Dave is going to do t- today's word of the day. Mm-hmm. Today's and, then, and then as soon as you're done point at the camera like that so that Shane can go and then when Shane is done he'll point at me we usually leave about like a 30 second buffer um, okay all right so
1: and, hey, Frank. yep I, I want to mention I, I think it uh, one of the last podcasts you had said you're not going to mention the topics straight away we're just gonna go into them okay and then last time you mentioned the topics, and I think uh, this could be a podcast where we veer a little bit. Cool. So let's just have you keep the topics up, and you'll roll with okay. your normal, you know, uh, leader commentator with, of getting to the topics, and we'll just kind of roll with it.
0: With as many as we have, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that during the thing, good good call. Um, I'm gonna say that we're changing it up just a little bit today. Um, you know, we're just gonna kind of uh, breeze through our topics as they come up and see how it goes and you know all right so uh uh, uh, all right in Uh, three two one all right dave kick us off man today's word of the day is
2: discommode to cause someone trouble or inconvenience
1: frank i discommode you perpetually every day man our uh unpaid sponsor of the day is my homeboys at bravado spice company Go out and get yourself some Crimson Hot Sauce. You can get it at HEB, you can get it at uh, Whole Foods, uh, or you can do like me and just buy a bundle on Amazon. It's delicious. And I would also
0: like to thank HTO for their incredible tea. Uh, My wife and I have been going there for probably about a good seven months now, and I know we've dropped some serious coin on their tea. But they have a mixture of flavor teas, regular tea. Uh, it's just really good stuff. So if you get a chance, go check them out. Go to their website: www.h is in hotel, T is in tequila, E is in echo, A is in alpha, O is in that can.
1: You know, you know, T is for tango, though, right?
0: What did I say? Tequila. Ah. I mean, everybody knows what tequila is. Okay. You don't you don't spell tequila with a q. Okay? <laughs> if you're rushing, you do. <laughs> <laughs> if you had too many tequilas,
1: if you oh, had too yeah, many tequilas, exactly. you definitely would.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life and so much more with your hosts frank and shane aka gristle one of these days i'm gonna get me a uh, aka in there but for now it's just gristle and i so uh, have a seat do them chores or twist a wrench while we dive down the
1: rabbit hole we're sorry the number you have dialed is not in service at this time
0: Close the damn door, man, you're letting all the Wi-Fi out (laughs) Today's guest is a fighter, a bass player, a network engineer, and a gamer Please welcome Dave Alisea Hey, hey, hey What's going on everybody
2: that's
1: what's
0: up also to the six or seven people that have listened to the show uh we're gonna change it up today we normally go you know we we highlight our topics in today's topics but we're just gonna scroll through them we got a list of them here we're gonna see if we can converse and make some magic today so here we go All right, all right, all right, all right. What's our first topic, Franklin? Our first topic today is, you know, I reached out to Mr... Uh, Mr. Dave here through Twitter, and I was like, "Hey man, you know, uh, I, I read a lot of his uh, tweets that he sends out. there, are some powerful stuff, man. Positive, positive energy. You know, people are are dealing with um, imposter syndrome, or they're dealing with just having a bad day, network outage, something. And he's right there to talk about, hey, you know, don't don't take it personally, right?" this is a part of your growth just kind of learn to embrace the chaos and move on and and that's a that's one of the biggest reasons I have invited him here today to talk about that cuz i love his positivity um he's also a dad but the the one thing that i found out about him that i didn't know is this dude plays the bass right and so, I want to know what made you want to play the bass. Like, you got the guitar, you got the drums, you got the trumpet, maybe a sexy saxophone. But you're like, uh, uh, bass players do it low.
2: I I would have loved to be the sexy sax man, but I cannot I cannot do that. Um, you know, I I can't coordinate my arms and my legs to play the drums. The guitar is, I have a guitar upstairs, but it's pretty hard to play. The bass is the next easiest thing. Um, I uh, gr- grew up in the church, so I i always saw the bass player because I always sat near the bass player where where he was playing. And I was like, that's an easy instrument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all, in all seriousness, I just like the bass. I like the sound of the bass. Uh, it's to me, it's it's a powerful instrument. You, know, you you feel the bass. You know, you can play guitar, you can play drums, but you feel the bass. That's why people are driving around. You know, That's and true. you hear the bass. They're bumping, they're bumping music. That's so I true. always loved that, and I've uh, been playing bass since I was 14. Um, not the greatest. Uh, you know, I I used to practice a lot, but you know, once I got married, my practice time kind of just whew, plummeted. Uh, but I've been playing at the church again, so uh, I've been trying to get my practice in.
1: So okay. I know I know Frank, you play the bass. I used to yeah, you used to. I played the bass in college. Um, oh. I had a, i I got I spent a lot of money on a little amp and a whacked out modified bass. Uh, my one of my roommates played guitar, the other one sang, and we thought we were gonna be a Christian rock band. and uh, I was horrible, but you you can't be really bad at the bass, you know no. <laughs> You're either you're either mediocre or you're great like Flea or Les Claypool. So who's your base uh, um, inspiration like like, uh, you know, you've got the guy. I don't remember the guy's name. He's awesome. He plays with a banjo player. Uh, God, I wish I could remember his name. Am I starting
0: uh, to rub off on you? That guy that has the base, yeah, the guy with the hair really good that plays with the banjo.
2: <laughs> I did say Les Claypool though. That that name's yeah. at the top. Yeah, for sure, Les Claypool. I mean, I grew up, I grew up listening. Uh, I mean, I, I love all types of music, right? I mean, I could I could listen to anything: rock, uh, classical. You know that, and that's a, a huge range right there. Uh, but I grew up mainly listening to a lot of metal. Yeah. Uh, alternative so like system of a down uh, uh, okay. you know static x things like that oh, so that's man. really what, yeah i know <laughs>
1: i know and then i go to church and just start
2: uh, playing here and there yeah, but, do, you ever, but yeah. do you ever
1: do you ever thump it at church do you ever just go wiggy with it at church
2: i i love i love to, it's like it's like some of that metal kind of infuses and i'm like wait a minute i got to chill i got to slow down this is, this is no not you a. you don't man jesus loves around. the bass jesus <laughs> I loves know. the bass
1: I crank it up to eleven, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know who could have used more bass, though. Which would I don't know if you could make this band any better, but I feel like if you added some funky bass, it would have done it. Would have been Air Supply.
0: What? No. What? <laughs> no. 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 What about uh, Victor Wooten? Victor Wooten. Oh man, he
2: he had a. Um, if if you look him up on on YouTube, um, he has a very nice. Uh, um speech that he did for graduation and he's playing the bass and he's just talking to the graduates it's like man this guy is talented yeah that's definitely his name's on the list as well i wish i could play like those guys i cannot uh maybe someday maybe someday i blame my wife
1: oh man
0: oh man So uh, and the reason I pull I I say Victor Wooten is uh, I I remember seeing him on a YouTube video many, many years ago, and I was just blown away. It was at the time that I was playing the bass and I joined a band incredibly briefly for maybe we had like two sessions and I broke the string on my bass. And they were like, dude, that's uh, nobody who breaks their strings on the on the bass I'm like, dude, slap it a I've bass, it. man. Slap it a bass. I, okay, I so here... Strings.
1: I looked. I was trying to figure out who it was. So there's a banjo player named Bella Fleck. And his music is amazing. There's no singing in mm. it. It's just music. Okay. And I can't remember the name of his bassist, but that guy is a stone-cold killer. He, I've never seen anything like this guy. So... It, I mean, maybe you're not into bluegrass, maybe you're not into the banjo, but if you look up some Bella Fleck and just listen to the bass player, that guy's going to change your entire world on what is available, what is uh, the ability to occur playing a bass.
0: All right. So does that does that music gene kind of run in your family? Is that something that was passed down to you, and then are you were just like the first guy? You're nah. like, hey, I'm going to try it out.
2: Yeah, I'm the first. I'm the first. Uh, you know, m- my my dad he's he's not you know uh, somebody who plays with with instruments. My mom, I mean, they're you know they they came from you know they came from the the countryside of you know Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. You know they they don't play anything. Yeah, <laughs> so it's something that it just you know I saw it and I was like I I like this and uh, I took it upon myself to 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 you know learn. I didn't go to any classes. I just played by ear, you know, saw other bla- bass really? players, and that was it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not classically trained. You know, I didn't take the, you know, special classes or anything like that. And if you did out there, that, that's amazing. That's great. But, I you know, I couldn't afford that, you know, back when I was younger.
1: For you know, really? I've, oh. I've played three different – or tr- attempted to play three different instruments in my – four different instruments in my life. And uh, I think the only one that I would ever be proficient at – is getting that more cowbell (laughs) (laughs) more cowbell
0: you would say that you were uh bringing in new flavor if you started hitting it with like a a tambourine and cowbell together you're like i'm making new sounds man this is that's right this is the next generation of the bell i'll shoot a shotgun at
1: a triangle. We'll make it
0: Oh happen. my God. You would, man. That sounds like exactly like something you would. Or you'd say, can you hear the difference between Nike Adidas and Sakany against the, the bell? The rubber, it just has a different it's a different, it's a different tone. Yeah, yeah, it's a different tone. I could hear you saying something like that, dude. Crazy. One hundred one hundred percent. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Do you any of your kids play instruments?
2: I would love for them. I mean, my my daughter's two, my son's four. He's turning five next week.
0: Okay, uh, perfect but, age for the cowbell, man.
2: I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He'll probably play one heck of a cowbell. But uh, he, I have a, I also play a tiny bit of piano, a keyboard. Okay. I'm definitely not that good. Uh, so I have a a keyboard out in the living room, and he he does drift over to the keyboard. He'll he'll play around with it. So it seems like there's some interest there. So we'll see. Um, I'll teach them whatever I can.
0: Beautiful, man. Yeah, they say that uh, kids that learn any musical instrument early on, it really helps with their cognitive, um, uh, you know, it helps that frontal lobe expand a little bit faster. And it allows them to grasp things better because when you learn an instrument, you know, Everybody that picked up an instrument thought, you know, hey, I'm going to watch 10 YouTube videos and I'm going to be playing like David Lee Ro- or not David Lee Roth, um, Eddie Van Halen. Van Halen. <laughs> then you learn that this takes some real hard work, you know, so you stick with it, you know, day after day, you keep practicing, you understand that, you know, the more you do it, the more you you try, the, the better you'll get at it, man. And man, I can totally see where that uh, comes into play. And and
2: not that's something that, you could like, apply. Yeah, I mean, practice is practice is important for not just learning an instrument, but anything, anything. I mean, if if you don't put in the time, uh, you can't expect to to come out and say, well, why you know why isn't it working out for me? Did you right. put in the time?
1: Not only yeah. that, the, uh, a lot of music theory uh, breaks down into a really mathematical rhythm. Um, oh yeah. And I, I I know your kids are a little young, Frank, and I know you're going to get them into music. But my daughter plays the upright bass uh, at school and my son goes to guitar lessons and it really works for my son because he has a really mathematical scientific brain. Whereas my, my daughter is a very creative thinker. So for different reasons, those instruments work for them.
0: Yeah, man, it, it's, it's crazy. The learning, you know, muscle memory for the hands, hand eye coordination. Uh, and like you, like you said, um, talking about it, music being mathematical, um, you know, a lot of the EDM music and probably every, every music out there, but EDM for sure, there's a, a mathematical algorithm that, you know, establishes whether your song is going to do well or not. Um, you know, and I remember reading an article about that song from OutKast, uh, Hey Ya, (laughs) <laughs> uh there is a there is a software that music companies put the music that they hear into this software and that software will tell them whether this song is going to play well or whether it's going to do well in the market and hey you was off the scale for for doing for success but radio stations didn't want to play it because it, they were a, a more of a rap group right or you know um not that that sound right it was different nobody wanted to play it until uh i forgot it was like one dj in atlanta was like fine off plate you know they started putting it on at, at 10 o'clock at night and then more and more people started calling in hey i want to hear this song some more and it just i mean the rest is history of course you know you, we know how long that song was around and it's just unbelievable all off of a, a mathematical algorithm that somebody's software created and you know they were able to tell the future with the with that software it's crazy not
1: not only that, I mean, really, one of uh, Outcast's overplayed songs. They've got so many good... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, our last guest, Ryan, if he heard us talking about Outcast, because he's really in, deep into hip-hop, uh, especially for a super white guy, like the whitest guy you've ever met. And, <laughs> and he'll tell you, like, every white guy likes Outcast, Shane. Like, that's not special. But uh, I was I was... Uh, watching or reading something something about uh, d minor in current pop music is all over the place it's everywhere everything leads off of d minor and and uh, i found that to be depressing and entertaining Hmm. (laughs) that is wow d minor Hmm. yeah okay that's interesting
0: it is it is so um you know going off of that topic just a little bit uh you being a network engineer you know what um i guess w- what sector of um business do you work you in like financial or Are you in healthcare or i am in manufacturing right now okay. i spent
2: uh, a bunch of years uh, about a decade uh, network engineering and other it positions in education so oh. but right now i'm in manufacturing
0: okay okay so one question that I always get, and the I get looked at sideways when people bring this to me. But why is it always
1: the network's fault? <laughs> like, and 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 why is your answer yes? <laughs> it's never the network's fault. That's Come on, right? That Come is on, right? Ever
2: except Ever. when it is. Except I when it this. is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a one one out of ten. Come on, but yeah. it, it's it's low hanging fruit for everybody. You know, something happens. You know, your server goes down. And it's the network's fault. You know, the <laughs> the, uh, the web server. You know, the, took a dump on itself. It's it's the network team's fault. You know, we ran out of toilet paper. It's the network team's fault. I Every, know, right? That's true.
1: That's oh, true. Oh,
0: DDW was down. I couldn't get to it to reorder the <laughs> toilet paper. It's the network. Call the network guys. This good. But, yeah. I mean, I had a,
2: uh, you know, in my in my last place, uh, it was uh, it was a university and. And I spent hours, I hated the on-call there. It was it was terrible. If you were on call, you'd be on call all day and all night. And we'd get calls from other teams and developers. And it's like, well, this application's not working. Students are not able to use it. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, after hours and hours of troubleshooting and and, and packet captures, it's the application's fault. Right. And and that was all the time.
1: It almost is always the application's fault. Oh, because applications, applications are written by morons that have no <laughs> idea what they're doing, especially if it's Windows, which is the most convoluted uh, operating system known to mankind. Like there are, hun- there are tons of different operating systems out there, whether you're into um, Google or whether you're into you know, Chrome, whether you're into io uh, 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 Mac OS, uh, Linux, Unix, whatever. Windows is the most convoluted operating system known to mankind. So I would, if I were you, from now on, I would just say, "It's it's Windows' fault." Call Windows. <laughs> yeah,
0: call Bill Gates. Yeah.
1: So I'm curious because uh, you mentioned in our our pre-talk before we started recording that you uh, uh, have lived in Chicago forever. So what what school did you um, were you the were you working at?
2: What I, school system uh, I was. DeVry University. So I was okay. at, uh, yeah, DeVry University right now. They're they're named Ed Tallum. They changed their name. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Chicago. I know my accent is probably not there. I'm a suburban person now. Uh, five years out in, in, in the suburbs. Uh, but yeah, Chicago, I, I still go back. My parents are in Chicago. So we try to visit them once, or, uh, once a month here and there. Um, you know, especially now with the pandemic, every little time that we can go mm-hmm. see them, you know, we, we try to take advantage of that. But, uh, yeah, Chicago, I, I do miss the restaurants in Chicago. And, and that's probably the only thing I miss. Everything else, <laughs> super expensive. No it parking is. in winter. Uh-uh. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I moved out to the Burbs. And, uh, oh, this is great. I can have a house for this much, you know, instead of a one-bedroom, uh, you know, in, in the city. So it's it's definitely different. But, uh, you know, I miss Chicago. But, yeah. you no, know, I'm out in the Burbs now.
1: So this is where we're going to get into our Chicago talk, because I I lived uh, in the area for five years. It was glorious. I love Chicago. The people are great. The Midwest attitude. I love how you can go through different parts of Chicago and it feels like a completely different city about every four miles. Right. Like you're in this one area and you're like, that feels like San Francisco. And And you're in another area and you're like, this is like genuine couldn't feel like anything but Chicago and then another area feels like New York it's 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 really cool the city warms um, it does I, and I don't know why I never got into the history of the of the construction of Chicago but I always found that to be very interesting um, the Chicago drivers are are great right <laughs> they don't stop for anything like somebody <laughs> an old lady could be pulled off on the side of the road and you're like nope we're doing 90 right now. Um, versus Houston, where if a bug hits a a windshield, uh, everyone stops and slows down. Um, So the Chicago uh, highway system, even though it's convoluted, the drivers are very awesome. But now we're going to get into uh, something we talked about earlier. So, uh, A, I want to hear your opinion about Portillo's, one of the places that I miss really more than any other uh, restaurant in any of the cities I've lived and then, uh, what is your Chicago pizza of choice?
2: Uh, Portillo's. If I could go to Portillo's every day, I would. Amen. Oh, Amen. Thankfully, you know, out in the burbs, we have Portillo's too. It's not just in Chicago. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Portillo's all out, over the place.
1: I love it. <laughs> it was out. It was out there in Wheeling and Hoffman Estates where I lived. So you can get there. I want. I want Portillo's here in Houston so bad. I want it so bad that my wife for Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. Ordered Maxwell Polish sausages from Portillo's and had them delivered. Oh wow! And shipped wow. to Houston, and that's what we ate for Thanksgiving, and it was amazing.
2: It's worth it. It's worth it. Portillo's. I mean, uh, for everybody listening, if you have a chance to go to Portillo's, go. Uh, you know, spend your money, eat some hot dogs, eat some beefs. You're not going to regret it.
1: Get that. Get that Chicago dog. Get that uh, Italian beef with the gardenia on it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay. This is, gonna, this is where we're going to this is where we're going to diverge because I didn't grow up in in Chicago and I only lived there for 5 years but hit me with your Chicago pizza which one is the one for you
2: I love Lou Malnati's Lou Malnati's and and there's always a deep argument about you know, Lumal or Giordano's. And it seems like, you know, if you're a Giordano's fan, you, you know, you're you're a Giordano's fan and Lumal is trash or the other way around.
1: You're, you're not even talking about Gino's East or Uno's. You're no, just leaving no.
2: them off the block altogether. I love it.
1: When I go to Uno's,
2: it's because I'm in Wisconsin Dells and, you know, there's uh, an Uno's uh-huh.
1: up there.
0: <laughs> That's it. That but, I don't know what that means, but that sounded like a burn. <laughs> that is a deep burn. That is a deep
1: I, burn.
2: I love Nati's. I can go to Giordano's. I mean, I love pizza in general. Uh, but yeah, if I had a choice, I go to Lumalnati's. I get the uh, the deep dish uh, sausage or pepperoni with the buttered crust, uncut. Oh, so Come dirty. home, cut it up, eat it. I mean, you're a happy person.
0: See, I that thought sounds we gonna... like borderline food porn right there. Yeah, <laughs> See, the way it is. you just it described
1: is. it. Wow, <laughs> I thought we were going to disagree because I've talked to very few Chicago natives that uh, 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 have the, the deep passion for new loose that I do. But the crust is so much better. It's kind of, a, it's almost a cornbread kind of crust. It's got sweetness. It's got all that butter. It's, a, it's amazing. Giordano's can, can suck it. Um, they're not bad <laughs> pizza. They're good pizza. And, and I, I want to for our listeners that have never been to Chicago in the area. It's not pizza like you're thinking. Right. It's not your New York style. It's not your average, you know, um, pizza hut. It is its own thing. It almost shouldn't even be called pizza because it's an entire unique experience. You wait an hour and a half for this damn damn thing to be cooked. You're starving. You've had three lining kugels. Right. And then finally, this thing comes out and you can only eat one slice with a fork. It's just a culinary delight of America. Golly. You can't call the head and say, hey, I'm, I'm on my way. Can you throw it in the oven? No, you're probably waiting. Yeah, you're probably waiting 30. It's like Texas barbecue where you go and you oh, okay. wait for okay. an hour and a half, right, and you get your yep. barbecue. Yep. Chicago's Pizza is the same way. You're waiting at least a half hour you know, to be seated, especially at Lou's because they're so good, and they've got several around town. Oh, yes. and, and and then you sit down, and then you order, and then you wait an hour and a half for your pizza, so, so, what are like, you drinking while you're
0: eating this pizza or waiting for this pizza? Are you a, are you a, a suds guy? Are you drinking a soda? What 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 do you what do you do there? You uh, talked about this other.
1: Uh, what did what did you say it was? You you had three, yeah. What what is that? Is Lining that like a calachi or something? No no. Lani Kugel is a beer up up in the Midwest that's really good. Oh, and right. um, and 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 Dave, maybe you can remind me. So one of my favorite beers, and I don't even like wheat beer. But one of my favorite beers is 312. Okay. And yeah. I still have a 312 area code on my phone, and the, even though I've lived in Houston for, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> and I won't change it because it reminds me of 312 beer. Remind me who makes 312.
2: I thought it was Goose Island. Goose I'm, not Island. A, I'm not a beer person. That's the thing no. you'll find. I'm not a beer person. I'm actually more of a wine person.
0: Okay. There
2: you go. Well, hey, oh,
0: do you yeah. have a wine with a uh, deep dish? Is that no, a... I
2: don't. No? Soda, soda, pizza and soda. But uh, usually, if I'm having wine, it's, it's just because we're relaxing, you know, chilling at home. Uh, red wine, like a, a Merlot or a Pinot. That I, I love wine. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert at anything, but okay. you know, I, I like
1: wine. David, I feel like you could have, handle a Malbec with the Mountain hotties pretty well, man. <laughs> Get that red I'll try wine. it out. Well, get them all back man Hit that up with the, some lose and go to town
0: <laughs> I'll try it out I, I think that would
1: out. pair nicely As your sommelier
0: I was about to say <laughs> your pizzillier That's like, right Is that no?
1: no? So right. so I've I, I haven't lived in, in Around Chicago for many years So if you had to only give up One would it be Lou's Or would it be Portillo's
2: Oh wow Man that's tough I might have to just say lose. Yeah. Portillos, there's a good variety of Portillos. Uh, yeah, man, that's tough. It's
1: diverse. Portillos is is diverse because you can get your yes. dog, your sausage, your beef, and they've got a little bit of like crappy pizza that they sell sometimes too. Not worth it. But uh, yeah.
2: but Portillos has the cake. You know, oh, the, yeah. The cake, and that's like a whole you know a whole tub of mayo they put in there from what <laughs> I heard. It's yeah. mayo cake. In the cake, yeah. but it's delicious. Ooh. And then you can have a cake shake. The same Ooh. cake is just melted pretty much into a shake. Mm. One mm. of the guys at work, he, he polished off a cake and a cake shake right after that. It's like that's, a 32 ounce.
1: That's instant
2: diabetes. I don't know how, I don't know how he's alive, but
1: it happened. Nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> God, it's, it's almost worth going to Chicago just to get Portillo's. It's like, uh, if I, would I say if. So if i you know next whenever it is i, I get to visit um, i sold my house there years ago but whenever i get to visit again like that is easily going to be my first stop from the airport it's going to be okay uber take me to portillos yeah you usually
2: we take uh, people from out of town that's the first place we take them to is portillos but it depends on where you're from like sometimes we'll have, we have we have a couple coworkers workers in, in european countries and things like that they don't need a lot you know, so, you know, Portello's is good. You can't take them to Lumanati's, right? Uh, you know, deep dish, deep dish pizza. They'll look at it like, what the heck is this thing? You, know, you, this
1: probably, is huge. you probably know this, but Chicago, other than Poland, has the highest concentration of Polish people on the face of the earth. And they're the they're the nicest, most hardworking, genuine people I've ever met in my entire life. It's a, they're just some solid, solid. I, I met a lot of Polish people while I was there and they were awesome.
2: Oh yeah, hard workers. This this is very true, very true. Hmm.
1: So if you want to hang out with some Polish people, go to Chicago.
0: And eat at Portillos.
1: Eat at Portillos, and baby. Eat at Portillos. All right, One let's... of these days,
0: I will go there and I will eat these things.
1: You will be amazed, and you will get fat because it's it is some fat. They don't <laughs> they don't mess around.
0: So uh, on the Chicago topic, Chicago uh what uh what sports teams are you rooting for man the what, bears,
1: what, the, the, bears. <laughs> the
0: bears the bears had a good win yesterday you
2: know i'm uh, I'm, a, I'm a football person i love basketball so you know the bulls michael jordan uh i know before before uh we started uh talking uh we're Thinking about uh, baseball, I'm not the biggest baseball person. I know I'm Puerto Rican, and Dominican, you but I'm not. The biggest baseball you can't live in Chicago. You can't
1: live in Chicago and not be a I, baseball person no, as a Puerto I'll, Rican.
2: I watch the games, but it's like yeah, you know, ha- live games is better to me than than watching oh, it yeah. on TV. I I can't watch it on TV because it's like well, there's a lot of wasted space. It feels like see you know, live.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that because I've mentioned that at least a couple of times on our podcast. So I'm glad there's a I've got a brother in charge out there with me. So are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan? I'm a I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs boom. Fan. So yes. do you remember the year that the two that the father and son White Sox jumped out on the field and nearly beat a ref to death? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, I know. that's yeah. White oh, wow. Sox fan. That is White Sox fan. They will jump <laughs> over the rails and beat the snot out of a ref for a bad call. And that <laughs> happened while I lived there about, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And I was like, I can't be a part of White Sox. And that's the year White Sox won.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: uh, so that was in 2005? Was 2005. Oh, my god. Yeah, it was horrendous. White Sox fans are brutal, man. They're like, you know, most of Chicago is actually run by the mafia. I don't this know if very true. many people know this, but <laughs> – Chicago is a mafia town. Mafia has become legitimate in business, and they just run business like the mafia, and then they incite violence. The thoughts
0: and opinions of Shane on this program do <laughs> not reflect right. <laughs> every opinion that everyone else is on this broadcast. Thank that's,
1: you. that's only because they don't know better. David can, David knows what's up, don't you, David? <laughs> this wasn't, you know, not to not to not talk about the mafia here,
2: but this was a good year for Chicago sports, though. I mean, uh, yeah. the Cubs and the Sox at least made it to the playoffs. Bears are looking good. Uh, so, you know, it, it was, you know,
1: we're getting there. We're getting there. We're we're, uh, we're feeling pretty good about our Astros banging trash can.
0: Yeah, man, I was a <laughs> uh, man. I was looking for something to.
1: <laughs> so so from an outside source, right, uh, a Cubs fan yeah. um, who's they have who've never cheated ever <laughs> in the history of baseball um so are you a purist are you are you one of these disgruntled baseball or, or sports folks that uh really uh snub your nose at the astros for banging trash cans how do you look at it from an outside because we live in houston and so we're going to be biased i feel like if you're if you're not cheating you're not trying but that's there just me. go
2: take all the accolades away take them all away what? So-
1: Bunch of right. This meeting is are, over.
2: Are you talking are you talking asterisks? Or are we putting asterisks down? I, I would. I mean, I mean, come on. If you got caught with the trash cans, you gotta at least put okay. an
1: asterisk. How do you feel about Barry Bonds?
2: Well, you know uh, You can say the same thing about Sammy Sosa on the Cubs, right? right? I mean right. But you know
1: I'm against asterisks. I'm I'm just like, you know what? Everyone was juicing. If you think that <laughs> the Astros are the only team not cheating, then then you're just living in the dark ages.
2: You're not cheating till you get caught. Well, <laughs>
1: well that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ooh. we got caught.
0: Damn.
1: Well played.
0: Well played.
1: I like it. I like your mentality. That's awesome.
0: Sheesh. All right. So for tonight's episode, not one but two Dad's Corner topics came up. We couldn't decide. So we're going to throw both noodles against the wall And see which one everyone else out there, uh, you know, which one you like. Uh, So our first one that we're going to talk about is if you could create or remove a section of your DNA as a gift to your kids, what would it be? And then our second. Oh, sorry. Our second is at what age do you start having deeper conversations
1: with your kids? I love These are good questions. so much. I'm, yeah. I'm going to let you start with the first one. What DNA would you remove or improve for your kid? You have kids, right?
2: Yes, yes. Two-year-old, four-year-old.
1: Yep. Oh, you're early on. Oh, man, yes. you're roughing it out with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> I remember those days. Good luck with sleep.
2: Uh, just, I mean, they're, they're sleeping through the night. It's just we're trying to get the two-year-old to, you know, pee in the toilet instead of on the floor
1: right now. So. We're you going know, I, that. I have a hard time with that myself. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you some of those stickers that you can put in the bowl and
1: you have targets to hit. I've got just a lot some- of dead grass in the backyard. That's all I'm going to say. Just there get some go.
2: deep ends. There you go. Yeah. 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 Those are, that's a good question. I mean, uh, what would I add or remove pretty much? Um, I'm blind as a bat. I have these thick glasses. So uh, I've been, you know, I've been blind since like the second grade. So I'm not legally blind, but I I would probably tweak that in the DNA. It would be that. It was like, let's get them some better vision. Um, They don't have to deal with, with some glasses and contacts and poking your eye out.
1: I like that, and you stole mine, so now I'm going to have to come up with another one. And, I've too, had...
0: don't forget, this This ripples out into the beyond, right? So you make something up. You could be real fantasy, whatever. I want wings. I want wings. There you go. There you, you know, go. Frank, Frank, what's yours? Man, so I'm I'm a little guy, man, so... For sure, the the real one for me would be to have my kids be, you know, at least at the, you know, six foot level, because uh, I hated being short. Um, I was always, you know, hey, oh yeah, oh you're you're seventeen, but you look like you're twelve. Come on in, we'll give you the kids price into the fair, you know. And so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that. That's great, but man, who who wouldn't uh, cut off their pinky toe to be, you know, six three or something? Uh, that, that. fantasy that's probably,
2: that, that's probably another one yeah uh, i'm short five six so uh, yeah that i take mine back the blindness i'd rather be tall and then you know <laughs> let them be blind as long as they're right.
1: play some basketball both of you guys stole mine because i'm i'm like almost five seven i'm not a tall guy i'm not a big guy i'm also blind um <laughs> I've, I've had contacts for glasses since i was 12 but um I don't feel like that's something I've passed down to my kids because I'm the sh- I'm a shorter guy in the family. Most of the other guys are are taller than me. I think I'm short because I was a preemie. Um, so I, I think my son's going to be a little taller. My daughter's only three inches away from me, and she's 12. Um, but I would I would say the the color of the eyes. I guess since I have to come up with something on the spot because you guys stole mine. Uh, my biological father had green eyes. My my grandmother had very gray or hazel eyes. And uh, I've always thought that looked really cool. So if I could pass on that green or hazel gene, uh, both of my children have uh, e- either almost black eyes or or just super brown mocha eyes. But if if maybe their kids might have a green or a hazel, I think that would be cool.
0: And then what's the fantasy gene you'd uh, you'd give to them?
1: Super strength. Super strength. Yeah, okay. the ability, a little bit of an exomorph, the kind of person that doesn't have to work out too hard to build muscle, because I have to work out really hard to build any muscle. I'm an endomorph, but I'm also 45 and have a dad bod. So that makes it even worse. Right. It's just in really challenging to build muscle. And I would I would like my kids to be able to to build that functional muscle within life.
0: Mm, OK, OK um i think i would go with like maybe super speed like maybe not as fast as the flash but be able to book it nice hey, i'm running not,
1: late not yeah. not not running so fast you can turn the the clock back if you like do the
0: whole yeah. christopher
1: reeve superman thing running around earth but fast enough maybe to move through time
0: right because they're they're gonna be like six two six three why not be fast too i mean might as well yeah yeah. One
2: hundred percent. Dave. By you, Dave. Got? What you got? Oh, I think flight. You know, if it was a fantasy uh pick oh, yeah. flight, you know, let's uh, save some, you know, save some money on
1: buying plane tickets. So <laughs> is it, it the you know, it was, is it, it the kind of flight that's like Superman where you're legit flying, or is it the kind of flight like um like the Hulk or Thor where you just throw yourself so far that no. you're just Legit
2: ripping. flying, legit yeah. flying, Superman
0: style, Superman flying. Okay, okay. All right, cool. So then the serious. Oh, you know what? We could probably turn it into the, you know, semi-serious dad corner, and then opposite, opposite end of the the corner. There is. Uh, Let's check it up. Yeah, man. At what age do you start having those deeper conversations with your kids? Right. Shane, you had a really good story, man. Why don't you, why don't you really, throw that one
1: in there? I have a really bad story. So I've always been maybe a little too honest with my children at too young of an age. And uh, my kids were in, in tow in the back of the pickup and we were driving along. And uh, one of them, I think it was my son, started asking me about ghosts or do you believe in ghosts and do you believe in spirits? And I was like, yeah, 100%. And that's probably not what you should tell a child at about 10 years old that you believe in ghosts, because for most kids, you're trying to convince them there are not monsters under the bed. Mm. Uh, And then I'm telling him my experience of, you know, that I've had and the only reason I believe it's because I've had odd experiences that made me believe it, you know, and so I go in depth to those experiences of why I believe in the afterlife, why I believe in in spirits and or ghosts and then describing to them that I don't feel like those entities can hurt you. They're not physical, so you don't have to be afraid of them. Um, and later I found out from my wife that was not the best tact to take. (laughs) And it was instantly, I became instantly aware that she was right. That was a stupid thing to say to a 10 year old child. A ten and eleven year old that yeah, ghosts exist, get over it. Um <laughs> probably not the best course of action. I should have waited till they were in their twenties, which is when I learned that firsthand. Um and, and not conspiracy theorists, not ancient aliens kind of stuff. It was just things I experienced firsthand that that made me think, yeah, there's pretty much no doubt that there's an afterlife and there are these these spirits that are maybe stuck. If for one reason or another, and uh, that I probably shouldn't have told my kids at 10 and 11. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've been overly truthful at times with my kids, and I don't know when the right age is to be truthful, probably in the 20s, you know, once they start branching out oh, and having logical sense. thought of their own. Yeah. But, you know, that was that was that was my faux pas.
2: I think the kid has to be able to hold on to information, right? If they don't know what to do with this information uh, you know, or they freak out, uh, that's not good. So, I mean, I remember I remember, I was like probably in first or second grade and, and my, my parents was like, there's no Santa Claus. So, you know, it happened to be around Christmas time. That's I went early. To school. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's very early. Very early. So I went to school and I blabbed this out. There's no Santa Claus, guys. so Uh, so i got in trouble
1: with the teacher (laughs) you killed the joy of all the other children i know but i i was
2: a kid i didn't know what to do with this information except you know blabbing it out so i mean sometimes you just got to be careful with with what you say to the kids you know because you know you can handle some information right but maybe they can't and maybe they handle it differently or
1: uh, who knows you know Oh, Frank, sure. when when did oh. what age were you when you learned Santa Claus didn't exist and how did it happen? Because mine was natural at 10 years old. Man. I just kind of figured it out. So I feel <laughs> like you're a slow learner. So I wondered about you. That
0: is true, dude. I was pretty late to the game. Um, I, I never, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, to be honest. Um, I, I was just like, hey, there's some cool stuff. That's uh, it's a great day. I never questioned where it came from. You know, some, I wasn't. Did somebody tell you or did you just no, kind of no, figure I it guess, out? I guess I just figured it out. Or I, honestly, I don't remember. Maybe maybe I've got some pretty bad memories that have just blocked that whole time <laughs> period out. But like, I really don't remember um, uh, having anything. I, I do remember, though, when I lived with my uh, uncle uh, my aunt and uncle. We went to uh, his his father's house, and and there, you know, the rest of my uncle's family was there, and I just I happened to tow along, and everyone there was receiving gifts. I was I was like the odd person out, and I was watching these people, you know, just tear into these gifts, and I mean, I was just like, okay. So I get maybe that maybe man, now you're bringing up old stuff. So like maybe that was at right around the time that I had realized there wasn't a Santa because I was like, yo, Santa wouldn't do this.
1: They couldn't Uh, have told you that Santa didn't know you were going to be there and they they gave your gifts over to your house.
0: I don't think
1: I, I was I was not a concern
0: or at least I don't remember being a concern to anyone because I was just chilling eating while uh, everybody was uh, was doing their thing. You know, I, I do remember my cousin got this crazy boom box, man. I was like, oh, my God, I had a CD player. I was like losing my mind. I was like, oh, that's great. Oh, wow. Um but yeah, I mean, my cousins were eight years older than me too. So, uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was interesting, man. It was an interesting time, I guess.
1: So I if we're gonna, since we're in the in the little Christmas, <laughs> thank <shame> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for me to be your personal uh, psychologist to bring up the things that uh, have tormented you all your life. What uh, as a kid, uh, we can all think back and think. You know, there was this one Christmas where everything went perfect. I got exactly what I wanted. What was the toy as a kid that you got that just really stoked your fire? Wow. And I'll start because I already know, and I'll let you guys think. But there was one year I got, I was a huge star Wars fan as a kid and I got the millennium Falcon. Wow. And so I had a giant, it was probably only a foot and a half, but to me it was 18 feet, man. The Millennium Falcon, you could take the top off. You could set Han Solo and Chewie in there and 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 put all your characters in there and fly them around the house, and you could barely hold it up. It was so heavy. You know, I was probably like seven or eight years old. But that's probably, for me, that was my favorite gift as a child that I got. It was exactly what I wanted. I was super pumped. Um, I think I held on to that thing till I was 13 years old.
0: Damn, for real? <laughs> yeah,
1: I was. That's I was a huge awesome. Star Wars fan
0: awesome. as a kid. Wow, holy moly! What about you, Dave? Uh, Ninja Turtles.
2: I was. I was hu- a huge Ninja Turtles fan, and uh, my mom found uh, like this. Uh, and she got it for me for christmas but it was like a building it had all the ninja turtles in it it had shredder it was it was the, the coolest thing and it was not just like one toy it was you know all four ninja turtles it was shredder this big building thing and it was like i was playing with that forever so did, that, you do that the, was uh,
1: did you did you the rpg ninja turtle stuff you ever yeah. get into that i got into that for a little while when i was a kid no RPGs. i had a lot of ninja I had
2: a lot of Ninja Turtles stuff. I mean, I had some video games when I was young. I mean, a bunch of Ninja Turtles toys. It was who like the was, biggest thing back then.
1: Who was your favorite turtle? Uh, Raphael. Of course. <laughs> Raphael really? was dope. Well, who was yours, <laughs> Shane? Yeah, that was mine. That Is was that <laughs>
0: Raphael too?
1: Yeah. Raphael's cool. Oh, right? wow, man. Who were you, Michelangelo? Uh, Leonardo. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, interesting. So, so, Frank, what was your – I mean, I know your 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 parents probably just gave you rocks and coal and sticks. When you I
0: was going to say, man, like I don't know if it's memory burn or me just watching too many – or me, me watching and, and tearing apart that uh, VHS of Scrooged. But, <laughs> uh, you know, having, you know, three or four steaks wrapped up in that butcher paper, you know, chunked at me and be like, hey, we're having steaks for dinner. Kind of a thing.
1: Um, so you guys, you guys are a little younger than me, but how pumped would you be if they made a live-action Thundercats movie? Mm, mm-mm. No.
2: I, I no. wasn't a huge Thundercats fan. How about I, how I mean, about I'd He-Man?
0: Watch... No, they no did uh, Masters of the Universe. That was terrible. That Dolph was Lung. horrible.
1: That was horrible though. I'll I'll pass. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's kind of hard to watch a grown man with a bowl haircut. You know, it is.
2: Right, <laughs> <laughs> R- <laughs> riding give a this, tiger, <laughs> give this guy a fade. Come on,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. If no you kidding.
1: could ride a tiger, though, why wouldn't you? Oh, no, that's that's uh, that's like uh, what is that? Um,
0: sacrilege, that oh, that, like jock itch. that's jock itch waiting to happen, dudes. This is like all that fur. I mean, well,
1: that spills into our, our next um. Our next sponsor, which is uh, Boudreaux's Jock Itch Cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boudreaux's Diaper Rash. That's right. Wait, now comes in three flavors. Gross. Okay, so what was the other dad's corner question? Let's get to that. That was it, man. When do oh, you start oh, having we... the deeper conversations? We like veered oh, okay. off into like Albuquerque with the whole... Uh,
1: <laughs> Have you guys like... ever been to Albuquerque?
0: No. no. Nope.
1: Albuquerque is a trip. Yeah, you need to you need to just take your way down to the Grand Canyon. You know, go through uh, go through Arizona, go through New Mexico, especially at sunrise, and you will see the trippiest things you've ever experienced. You you will not feel like you're on planet Earth at all. You'll oh, be like man. this this is not Earth. I'm not in America right now.
0: So the entirety of Earth is America. To you, I but, not, well, I, not I, I would say Earthen, that's
1: man. where that's the only place I've been, but it's not true <laughs> because I've been to France and England, and there's and uh, here we go, think, here we go. I don't think you can experience the Sorry. weirdness of Earth. Uh, maybe if you're in in the Middle East, the we, the weirdest places I've ever been was uh, in the in the desert of uh, Arizona and New Mexico. Especially with the sun rising and the sun setting, it is something else.
0: How drunk were you?
1: Yes. Not at all. Was,
0: there we go. That is <laughs> not that at all.
1: Is the question. Here, here's the story. So I lived in Oklahoma, and my buddy came by, and he said, hey, it was a Thursday. I had just gotten off work. He said, hey, uh, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon before they tear it down. And to me, that was a logical argument. So we drove 13 hours from Oklahoma to the Grand Canyon taking shifts off and on listening to Tom Waits and, and just the weirdest banjo music ever. And I got to drive into New Mexico uh, with the sun coming up with all the beautiful, uh, just incredible landscape of New Mexico, but it was also super duper creepy and strange. Like I've driven through Arkansas and North Carolina, and this was the creepiest of all the places I've been. (laughs) And then we went and sat on uh, on the edge of the Grand Canyon, and we had a six pack. Probably took about thirty minutes, and we got up and drove back to Oklahoma. <laughs> wow! Really? Yeah. That is a that's, that's a, a pretty awesome road trip, man. It was it was awesome. It was exhausting. Uh, I think we had a flat tire. We had to change a flat tire. He didn't know how to do it, so I had to change the flat tire in his car. It was uh, grueling. Oh, you drove there in a car. Yeah. We drove Whoa. from Oklahoma City to the Grand Canyon and not knowing where we were going, like legit, no phones, no, no wow. maps app. You know, this was in the 90s. You know, we had we had a map. We had a U.S. map. We wow. met some, we met some kid in Albuquerque at a gas station. And he was talking about <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. This place is a dump. And I was like, yeah, you should do that. And my buddy was like, no, don't do that. This place is awesome. I'm like, you're such a dick. did he ask to ride back to oklahoma with y'all no but i would have taken him i would have taken him (laughs) because albuquerque was a dump Um, (laughs) he's still there to
0: this day i know right that was pre-amber alert
1: stuff so you (laughs) could have gotten away with it he's probably doing meth in a trailer park i don't (laughs) know oh yeah
0: i remember meeting this dude this one time man they drove from oklahoma man like he still talks about he tells his kids about it
1: He's like, yeah, they, they, yeah, they were so cool. I thought they were the Stone Temple Pilots, like whatever, because we both had long hair and all that. Oh crap. my god, that's so terrible. And now that guy lives in, uh, that guy, uh, the guy I went with, his name is David. He lives in uh, Pittsburgh. He hates Pittsburgh, and uh, I he,
0: wishes he could get out of there
1: desperately, desperately <laughs> wishes he could get out of Pittsburgh. I'm not going to go into all the reasons why, but. I don't blame him. I haven't been to Pittsburgh, but everything he's told me about it, I wouldn't want to be there. Now now, now all of our Pittsburgh uh, listeners are going to be like, these assholes. (laughs) Yes,
0: especially that guy Shane.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm okay being the asshole. Uh, I know the Germans love me, though, because they keep listening.
0: As the Germans. So uh, I'm going to throw my story out there real quick about the deeper conversations with the kids. So a couple months back, um, my oldest son... You know, we're riding to uh, martial arts practice, and I've probably overtold the story so many times. But he he was just like, hey, Dad, uh, you know, I know my brain tells my body what to do. And, like, I can move my fingers and wiggle my toes and move my eyes and stuff. But who tells my brain what to do? Whoa. I was just like, what? like this dude seven asking me questions like this i'm like wow so at yes, first dude. it took me a couple of you know a couple of minutes to think about it then i was like you know what if he's gonna ask me a question like that you know i know it's a very innocent question and you know he's just staring out the window thinking about these things i'm like look for me uh i feel like god put certain things in front of me and it's kind of up to me to decide which way to go on it and you know i'll call those obstacles but my life experiences have taught me the difference between right and wrong so i know in in the past if i've done something and i've screwed up horribly i should never do that again or at least try really hard not to do that um and when he when I told him about God, he's like, oh, "Okay, so uh, when we when we do prayers, um, you ask God to give you obstacles." He's like, "You make you ask him to make it hard for you." And I'm just like, "Dang, where what did he get out of this conversation?" <laughs> like, "Wow, <laughs> like where's this guy picking this stuff at?" You know. But yeah, you know what? Hey. I love a good obstacle, man, because it'll make you stronger. So oh, yes.
1: I think that's super, super deep for an adult, much less a seven year old.
0: Oh man. Because yeah. I've
1: I've thought about this a lot. There's there's a lot of uh scientific study in the fact that you know you've got a tube between your mouth and your her, <laughs> and within there there are microbes, right? And a lot of these microbes can control or affect your brain chemical. The, the chemicals in your brain which affect your personality and they affect your uh, your your uh, temperament and so it, it has made me question are we just are we just flesh robots of these microbes in our in the tube and inside our body right we're being controlled by these microorganisms and our entire personality and our emotions are being affected by just these microbes with that that live within us and, and that we carry around as as robot as meat robots. And so I've thought often, so what is the validity of an emotion then? Right? Because a lot of people live based off of their emotional state. I feel bad, I feel good, I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel love, but all those feelings are based off of really your brain chemical, your brain chemistry. And if that much of it is affected by minute organisms within your gut, what are you even?
0: So I
1: I read an article I
0: kid you not about this very thing uh, the day before yesterday. So it talked about how our brains, if you know, you kind of look at uh, the human as a computer. Our brains could essentially be the RAM and the CMOS. Uh, that is a computer and our gut is actually where the memories live and our emotions. Like, just like you talked about, because we learn a lot of things through, uh, uh, hunger drives a lot of what we do, you know, you, you're hangry, you know, things like that. Things can set you off when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. So our, essentially every move we make is to make sure that we have better food, not only for ourselves, but for our kids. And so you have these drives that will push you to do certain things in order to achieve your goal of getting that nutrition that your body so craves. And so all of those nerve endings that you talked about that go from your gut to your brain, a lot of, you know, in in the article your your guts are actually processing you know granted this is pretty far stretched but your guts are are what's helping your brain process uh what to go and where to do and then when we fall asleep you know we reboot a computer all that stuff kind of gets wiped and you're able to kind of do again or or prepare for the next day and that's why sleep is so important to your not only your stomach but to your brain um it helps kind of wipe wipe the slate ever so slightly so that you can start again tomorrow um if you're damaged or you know whatever in your pursuit of better food
1: that's dave what are them. your what are your thoughts that's that's a, a kind of an interesting uh, area to to dig into
2: that is, no, that is interesting. I think I've read something like that before too. I mean, that's why it's important to get a, a good night's sleep. It's important to eat properly. Uh, that's uh, it changes. It changes the way you think. You know, if you're hungry, like you said, uh, the, your emotions are going to change depending on on how much sleep you get. And I myself, I don't get that much sleep just simply because of the kids and running around and doing stuff. So I wake up grumpy. But there's days where, you know, I do get some sleep and I notice I, I feel better. I, you know, I talk to people a little bit better and it, it just changes my entire perspective just simply by having a little bit more sleep uh, or eating better, you know, instead of eating trash food, you know, eat more Luminati's, eat more
1: right. eat more better. So recently I was kind of digging back into Plato and Socrates because everything we know about Socrates was from Plato. Uh, Socrates didn't write anything himself. Plato created Socrates as a character in a lot of his parables. And one of the, the, the foundational concepts of, of Socrates and Plato was the concept of disbelieving your emotions, that the logical life is better lived than the emotional life. Because if you live your life through an, emo- an emotional filter, then you're not living in truth you're living in um you're living in something that's false because our emotions are guided by so many different things within our lives our sleep our food our our apparently our microbes in our gut uh you know our our brain chemistry and that those things are somewhat false right so if you live your life based off of your emotional state then you're not living your true self You need to live your life based off of a critical and logical state. And that was a lot of what Plato um, put out there in the guise of Socrates. It's unsure whether what Socrates believed that or not, because we don't have any writings from him. But it also makes me think maybe I'm callous and heartful for believing that. Right. There are so many people that live their lives based off of their emotional state in every moment. And that that's what makes them feel true and valid is thats is the emotion. Whereas uh, conversely, I feel like the emotional state is likely not who I really am and probably shouldn't be acted upon in the moment.
2: The, the emotional state is that that moment in time, what's going on right there and then. And, and a lot of people live by just that moment in time, the emotion that's going on right there and then, instead of... Looking back at the entire picture of what's going on in their life, you know, it's it goes beyond just a simple emotion that's happening at that one time, whether it's anger or happiness. It's 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 much bigger than that.
1: See, I feel the same way, and I think too too often in society, in our current society, that's how that's kind of how we're set up to live. And I don't know if I'm callous um, or. Or whether I, I just don't give enough weight to other people's feelings, or even my own. But I feel like, you know, being controlled by your emotion. There's a, the one of my favorite movies is Seven, and uh, Morgan Freeman's character looks at Brad Brad Pitt's character after he's had some kind of a tantrum, of some kind. And he said it's very impressive, to watch someone that's completely led by their emotions, and uh, I feel like I'm on the Morgan Freeman side of things. <laughs>
0: Okay. okay well cool man I think we we went through our topics and then some which man I, I thought brought up some pretty good uh, conversation Deep. I, yeah really enjoyed it uh do you have anything else to add Shane do you have anything to el- else to add mr. Dave
1: I I don't because the, the more I add the dumber I sound so I'm gonna leave it at that uh. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. I, I do not have
2: anything else at this very moment.
1: Dave, right. I appreciate I appreciate you being on today uh, and taking the time to spin with us and be on our, our little humble podcast with our fake advertisements. <laughs> it's hey, been fun. man! It's been fun. Don't
0: let the don't let the rabbit out of the bag just yet. I mean,
1: no, they're all real. They're all real. They pay us. We all get money. Real.
0: Go to thoseadvertisements.com
1: Especially uh, Barato yeah. Spice because that's a real company.
0: Absolutely, yeah, Mr. Alisea. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I have absolutely no idea what we're gonna be talking about on the next episode, but stay tuned. We'll try to get this one out there and the next one, and we'll see you soon.
1: Burp, 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 burp. Good night. Meat robots. Let's yeah being a meat robot am i a meat robot to my amoebas
2: now i want to listen
1: to episode one though